Um, today's stuff is, is, is Samech 60, and we start literally at the top of the page. And um, the issue here was that um, the Mishnah said that after the bloods, not just of what you spill at the base of the altar for the uh, for Yom Kippur, um, the outer altar on the west side, the side you hit when you come out, but also the normal korbanot that you spill the blood, the remainder of the blood on the on the south side. It says that all the bloods sort of come together and go out into the through the um, through the uh, channel through the uh, ditch and they it, 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 it empties into Nachal Kidron the Wadi of Kidron and they are sold um, for for fertilizer but before it's sold the selling actually the paying of the money redeems its, the Kedusha onto the money um, but so before that there still is the problem of Mi'ilah um, now that that would seem to be only a rabbinic mi'ilah uh, because the mitzvah was already done. But the Gemara makes an even bolder statement that says that there's no mi'ilah on blood used for korbanot even before the mitzvah is done, um, even though it's sanctified, it's all being put on the mizbeach, it's not, and so on. And it quotes three psukim. One is natati lachem, it's for your purposes, or lechaper, it's for kapara, not for mi'ilah. As we pointed out, the part of the significance there is is that it is not something offered to God like the like the meat and like the uh, limbs and so on it is something that is put on the Mizbeach it, it, it effectuates Kapara but it's not an offering um, and um and then what the Gemara focused on was this issue that it is the word of who Yadam who the same way after atonement um, there's no mi'ilah because the mitzvah is done then the same is true before atonement as opposed to other things where until the mitzvah is done there is mi'ilah here there's no mi'ilah before because there's no mi'ilah after and now the Gemara is asking the question about how do you know that's the rule maybe the rule should be that um, that it remains the same and there's mi'ilah both before and after rather than neither before before and after. So the Gemara says, no, we would not have it, we would not have Elon something after the mitzvah is done, because we know that that never happens, except in like one or two exceptions. And those exceptions prove that those are what we call the exceptions that prove the rule, prove that the rule is, is that, um, is that, uh, that normally there is no mi'ilah after the mitzvah is done, and therefore that has to be the case by the blood, and if that's true after, it's going to be true before as well. Let me just read one line and I'll take the question, so let's just read the top line of that to reorient ourselves. Mishum dahave, trumas adesh, and bidikuna, shnek sumabam keechad. A, we learn it out from trumas adesh, and the ashes that are put on the side of the altar every single morning, not when you really clean the altar, but more the ritual placing of the ashes. You cannot get benefit after the ashes are put there. And the bidikuna, from the coin godo, after he wears it on Yom Kippur, you can't use it afterwards. The koshne, and we learn from there that also cannot be used even after the mitzvah is done. So those two are the exceptions. The koshne, anytime you have two exceptions, one exception, maybe the exception is the rule. But it's two exceptions. Two exceptions prove the opposite rule. Prove that these are the exceptions. The other is the rule. So the rule is, is that everything else, therefore, after the mitzvah is done, there is not a problem. And that has to be true by the blood. And if it's true after it's done, it's not a, it's not a problem. It's true even before. Um, and just to remind us what I pointed out yesterday, a very large tosos that says it's not necessarily true that there's mi'ilah by the Truman Hadeshen after the mitzvah is done. Rashi says since it's forbidden in benefit, we can infer that it still has the Kedushah, we can infer that there's Milah, 
So it says, no, not necessarily, but it is usher after the mitzvah is done. And that's enough of an exception to prove that the rule is that after the mitzvah is done by everything else, you know, the status goes away. But not necessarily that it's mi'ilah, but that it does, rem- it is asur after the mitzvah. And again, that is an exception. Yes. Charlie. By, by the, the issue of uh, it's apt for you in the terms of atonement, not all of the carbonot are described as having an atonement. Some are, uh, are for sinful. Some are liratzon. Yeah, there is. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's true, but when the, Gemara, when the Torah talks about the role of blood, it doesn't distinguish the blood of which carbonot. It says, don't eat blood, because I've given the blood to you all in these veyach l'chaper. So, it's a, it is an interesting question, and it is worth raising that issue, like, in the context of Yom Kippur as well. How much is kapara, you know, seen as, the, as like, something that covers all, you know, everything. Like, the Gemara had to prove that the Ketoros was mechaper, but it could have accepted that the, that, it, you know, you, well, the question is before it proves it or after. Before it could have accepted the possibility that there are things that are done that are not kapara-oriented. I don't think anybody thinks that the menorah or the shulchan, you know, the lechem is mechaper. Um, but in terms of korbanot, you know, do we think that the blood of the korbanot and the use of the blood, you know, that that always has a kapara component regardless of the, what the more dominant theme of the, of the korban is? I think that that's a very important question. But the psukim that talk about dams are treated all as lechaper. Yes. I don't know, I'm sorry. How is it that only one exception could be the rule? I thought we usually say an exception that proves the rule. Yeah, no. So, so there's a principle. If you don't know what the rule is, okay. and you're told that this ah. is the halacha here, <laughs> right? So that might be a binyan az. Binyan az is a paradigm. Right. You're told the halacha. That should tell you that everything. that everything is like this. Okay. So, I mean, if you now maybe you start with an assumption that it's an exception because there's something you would have sort of logically figured out would have made the rule otherwise, or somehow you had another basis for something else being the rule. Then you want to set, you know, you know. So that gets a little bit more fuzzy but if you just start with the one case then yeah, you sort of say that might case, be the rule right two cases already if the rule was if that was the rule it wouldn't have had to say it okay. twice alright so let's read a little bit more let's get a little bit further so the Lord says Hani Damri Vini Sharma let me fine I can, I can concede you have two exceptions according to the rabbis that say that you should place it there by the Big Day Kuhuna of Yom Kippur means that uh, you can't use it afterwards El Rabbi Dosi Damri Big Day Kuhuna Ruiyan according to Rabbi Dosi it says that you could use the Big Day Kuhuna afterwards interestingly not is that not you can use it again for a for a, another Yom Kippur but a normal Kohen could use it because the white Begadim are the same um, so um, according to him and as we pointed out at the time it's a little bit ironic you would have thought that's going down in Kiddushah but apparently for him the bigger issue is the uniqueness of Yom Kippur so each Yom Kippur needs its own Begadim and therefore don't use it for another Yom Kippur but you can go ahead and another Kohen can use it so it's not an exception you don't see an example that the mitzvah is done and it still remains prohibited the mitzvah isn't done by this so the Gemara says Michael Maymar now, there's another case that's it's an exception, that the mitzvah is done and it still is a problem, and that's the Egla Rufa. After you break the neck, it's forbidden in Hana'ah. 
Okay, the and therefore two things that the mitzvah is done and you cannot learn it out. Again, does it mean that Nagra Rufa is Mi'ilah or does it just mean Asur Bahana'ah? Not clear. Rashi is reading the Gemara literally as Mi'ilah. Tosus is willing to accept that some of these cases is only an Isur Hana'ah. But nevertheless, it's an example that there are some cases that remain problematic afterwards, which would mean that other things do not remain um, problematic afterwards. What do you mean, other guy? The Agla Rufa? You mean he already had two, wasn't he the third? Um, yeah, because it's an exception. No, but you already had two exceptions. No, but you need to tell me that this is also an exception. Otherwise, I would have said the halacha by the Agla Rufa would have been the rule. We rejected Big Day Kuhuna. No, no, but he's saying if you you accepted Big Day Kuhuna, you don't need Agla Rufa to tell me that it's an exception. You need Agla Rufa to tell me that... You don't need Agla Rufa to tell me what the rule is. You need to tell me by Agla Rufa because it is an exception. You need to tell me it's an exception. Okay, so the Gemara says... Um, fine that's good according to the one that says once you have two exceptions you cannot learn out the general rule from that there's, there's a position that says even if it says it twice maybe those are examples of the rule you know and not exceptions so what are you going to do? So maybe the rule would be that everything, even after it's done, remains forbidden in one way or another. So if Kamar says, uh, Michael and Maymar, so much as train you with exceeding. No, there's not just two exceptions. There's also two extra words that say it only applies in this case, that, that, that it remains problematic. This sammo, you shall place it, the, tr- the, uh, the ashes of the, of the Truma Sadesh. And so the, the vav, it, not just the sam, means this is a rule that applies only to it. And Ha'arufa, the one with the broken neck. So only this is the one that this rule applies. So those extra miutim, now those says now we're up to four, because you have the two cases that are exception, plus two miutim, should give you like four things. So those will try to figure out why you needed all of those. But anyway, the point is, even if normally you need three exceptions, here you have two exceptions plus extra letters that say it's unique to these cases, which means these are the exceptions, and the rule is not this rule, is the other one. That it remains forbidden even after the neck is broken, even after the, the mitzvah is done. So it's a case. So these are cases that remain forbidden after the mitzvah is done. They are the exceptions. The rule is everything else is permissible. Therefore, we would have blood would be permissible after the mitzvah is done. And once it's permissible after the mitzvah is done, because of the pasuk of who, we say it's permissible even before. So again, it's just a third approach to learn out why blood is. How we know blood is, of korbanot is not uh, not lachatchila. Obviously, there's a rabbanan mi'il. That's what the Mishnah said. There's mi'ilah even after the mitzvah, rabbinically. But that biblically, there's no mi'ilah even before the mitzvah. Except done. for Right, the exceptions are, and whether it's Me'ilah is not clear, but Egla Rufa, Bigdei Kahuna, Truman Hadesh, and those, might, those which, are the which exceptions. Which is a good thing, and I guess it's by Nachali Tons, you know, come in, uh, Exactly. Okay, so, um, okay. So now, so, so now the Gemara says, Vahani Tlos Kri Bidam Lamali. Okay, so good. So now we know, our mission tells us that there's an Isur Mi'ilah even after the mitzvah is done, that's rabbinic, and therefore if you want to use it for fertilizer, you have to pay for it, and the Kedushah gets transferred to the money, that's rabbinic. Biblically, there's no Mi'ilah even before the mitzvah is done. Now, we, since we're talking about blood, we say, why did there need to be three psukim by blood? What's the three psukim? So it's, you know, so it says, so, lachem l'chaper and who? Okay, because we sort of said that, you know, we had three good ways to learn out that there's no Mi'ilah, so why do we need all? So rather, so you know, e- even if you're or if you if you're the Amor that picked way number one, there's also two and three. You know, so what are all the what are the three words doing? Why you know according because everybody picked one of three legitimate words here to learn it out from. So why do you need all three? 
So the Gemara says, One to tell you, so not only is blood not mi'ilah, we're going to find out the blood is excluded, blood of korbanot, from a lot of other prohibitions that normally apply to korbanot. Let's say you left the blood over and you didn't put it on the miseach, um, and it's, you know, and it's nosar. So, um, or, you know, or the shirayim you left over, maybe you sprinkled the blood, you left the shirayim over, now you ate the blood. So you get curries for eating blood, but you would not get curries for eating nosar. And it's not just because you can't get double, you know, punished twice. Rashi says, even if, let's say, you were shogeg for the blood, the isser of blood, and mazid for the isser of nosar, you would get no punishment for the isser of nosar. Okay? Because nosar does not apply by blood. So it's sort of like lachem. It's yours again, and we're freeing it from the normal, thank you, restri- the normal astringencies of korbanot. Quite a shocking idea. Um, um, that's to, to exclude from those. So v'chad limutei mi'ila, one as we already said, to exclude from mi'ilah. V'chad limutei mi'tum'ah, from tumah, which doesn't mean it doesn't become tamay, but which means that even if you're tamay and you eat blood, that you are, do not do the transgression of eating korbanot when you are tamay. So the three psukim, the Gemara is saying, is not that everybody agrees that each one of those words says, says blood is special. Blood does not have, you know, it's not treated like a normal korban. It's lachem, as it were, or lechaper. It's only there for you, only there to atone. And therefore, that excludes it from not just mila, but from other restrictions of korbanot, from nosar, from eating it, bitum, and so on. Now, I should say that, um, that well, you know, let's just send it to the Mishra, and then I'll make my comment. The Gemara says, avamitigul, now, Somebody would have, somebody, Michael, you're, I was, you know, if you got to be on the ball, I was yeah, waiting for you to get the other day. You saw that two words. Well, that's great. You have no sir. Talk about the Ewa. How about the other classic re- prohibition by Corbano? Pigul. If you have the wrong thought for the wrong time, you know, then the whole Korban becomes usher and there's an Isrkari. So let's say you had a Pigul thought by a Korban and you ate the blood. You made a Pigul. If you eat the meat now, you're Hive Kares. What happens if you eat the blood? You also don't get Kares. You're also off the hook. So all of the restrictions of Korbanot, Pigul, Nosar, Tameh, Mi'ila, don't apply by blood. Now, how, why don't you need a Pusuk to exclude Pigul? How do you know to exclude it? You don't need a Pusuk to exclude it. Not because we have a rule that naturally excludes the blood. What's the rule? Anything that, you, that some other thing makes it permissible that that if it, 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 it B becomes permissible because you did something with uh, something else with A, then there could be Kegel by B. So normally that's true about you know the meat becomes permissible to eat because you did the zrika sadam. The imurim become permissible on the mizbeach because you did the you know because you did the zrika sadam. The shirayim of a mincha become permissible because you did the komets. So any so the thing that became permissible because you did something else that has the halach of pigul, but the dam atzmo matirhu. But the blood, the blood isn't a B. The blood is the A. The blood is the thing you put on the mizbeach. There's nothing that <coughs> makes the blood now changes its state to allow it to be eaten or to allow it to go on the altar. So pigul doesn't apply to the matir. Pigul applies to the thing that is becoming permissible as a result. And Rashi chose the psukim where we learned that from. So okay, there's an uh, Anyway, a technical reason that blood is excluded, but more, but powerfully, blood is excluded from all of these. And I have to say that that's you know even a bigger chiddush than yesterday, because it's one thing to say right. So it's one thing to say there's no mi'ilah, because as I said to you already, the 
exception of milah, there could be things that are that are have kedushah, but there's no milah because it's not kodshei Hashem. It's not miyuchad to God. So again, it's so ironic. You would have said if anything is miyuchad to God, it's the blood. But I think that's the power of the psukim lachem lechaper. It's not being offered to God. It's put on the mizbeach and effects kapara, but it's not being offered to God. Fine. So miyila anyway is a narrow category. The same pigu. There are technical issues that exclude it. But the idea of nosar and tamei, right? That would just be the kedusha itself should make that a problem. And you know, even you know, and why is it that it gets excluded? So there's a real power to this idea of lachem or lechaper that the whole idea of the blood is there for your sake and therefore not to trip you up. Uh, but again, it's, uh, it, it, it's a strange idea. I have a hard time getting my head around it about like conceptually what that says about like the role that blood plays here. It's somehow out of the normal Korban role. And maybe that gets to the idea of the Gemara at the end about Matirhu. You know, since it's the Matir, it's the thing that is doing the Korban, somehow all the halachot of the Korban apply to, you know, uh, you know, apply to sort of what's left over, not about not not to the thing that actually represents the very essence of the korban itself. But again, it's, it's quite ironic. I don't, I really can't fully explain it. All right, now we move on. So that was a fascinating little digression about Dom. That could have been a sugya straight out of Zvachim. Okay, but now we get back to so the blood was poured at the base of the altar. We discussed in general blood at the base of the altar. Again, we're always sort of pulling back a little bit and giving it a larger context. So we discussed the meila that applies by blood, and now what? Have we done? We have now taught, we have now basically gone through the um, entire um, Avodah till the end of the inner Avodah, right? What are the stuff that are done to beat they love and be him, right? He only wears the white garments twice, right? The second time it's just to take out the, uh, the uh, Makta, the, the uh, fire pan. So the first time he's doing all of the stuff with the beat they love on, what, is this, what does he do? He does the Torah. He does the blood of the, uh, you know, of the par, and then he, and then he, and you know, and then he does the blood of the seir. Now it is true. The one big thing that we haven't done yet is we've done the lachas vachas, right? And then we didn't do it, but you know, the thing that we do, hayukorim mishachavim, when he said, you know, you know, chatasi, you know, you know, kiba yom azeh yichaper aleichem. So what? But what's the one big thing of the avoda we haven't gotten to? The, uh, the, the Seir Lazazel. Okay, so we're going to get to that. But that's not inside the Heichel. That's in the Azara. Mm-hmm. He does a Vidoy and it gets sent off. And then it's going to be exciting to discuss how it gets sent off and goes over the cliff. But basically, in terms of his Avoda inside, right, you know, even the Psukim sort of acknowledge, acknowledge, even the Psukim underscore, you know, sort of that this now completes like major, like major step, right? Because it says, you know, the Psukim are, um, Right? Okay. So that's the parochef. So even before he gets to the Mizbeach, it sounds like just the Kodesh Kadashim and the parochef achieved a major level of kapara already at that stage. Right? So that's important to know. So even just the Kodesh Kadashim and the Parochas, already the Psukim are underscoring, that is Mechaper La Kodesh. That's major step number one. And then it says, So we just discussed that. 
this Olam Oed, the Et HaMizbeach, the Krivata Seir Chai. So here, Mikabeza Kodesh was Kodesh Kadashim and the Kapo, and the Parochet. Then he went and he did the, you know, the Chen Yasel Olam Oed is the Parochet. And then he was, did it on the Mizbeach. So that's the Chilam Mikaber Et HaKodesh, which is Kodesh Kadashim. That's Olam Oed, which is the Parochet. Right, the etamizbeach. Those are the three components. Right, the krivetasirachai. But it's zechila. He's done. So we have now reached the a, just at the end of major stage number one, and now it's going to be a different discussion about the irla azazel. But we should we should realize, you know, again in terms of the psukim, the big underscore that you're done and you've done what you needed to do, etc., is all here by the. Um, it's all here by after he's done with the other round that he called. So there's one another ten bits. Okay. Right? So anyway, so here you go. Let's just recreate it for ourselves. So he did here. What was the order, right? So first he got he does the Torah. Right? He does the Torah. Right? He burns the Torah. Then he um, gets the well first he does the Shritafar. Right? We're gonna, I'm going to number this because this is going to become significant. Right? Then somebody is stirring it. Right? The guy is stirring it the whole time. Right? Okay. Whatever. Okay. So number one is he does the Shkipatapar and he does it in the north. So I got that right. Okay. Anyway. He does the Shkipatapar then he comes in and he does the Torah. Okay. Then he gets the blood. So then we get Dam Apar. Then he shechs the hasagir, right? Then he does sam hasagir. Yes, everybody with me? Okay. Then out here by this he does number six is sam hapar. Seven is sam hasagir on the parocha here. Stays on the parocha, right? Then he comes to the misbeach. And he does the well. He mixes them together. Let's go like our Mishnah. He already mixes them by the Kranot. So he does harvesting here, either walking or leaning. Exactly. Okay. He does the whole thing. Okay. The Chilami Kaperas Hakodesh. Right. This is Hakodesh. This is Olam Okay. And this is Olam And this is, as it were, this is a Mizbeach. So look at those Sukim again, and you will see how it emphasizes. Like you know, he's done. And you know, certainly by you know, this is a major emphasis about this achieves the kapara, and then it, and then you know it's this and this, and then it says he finished everything, and now we're ready for what's going to be this year lazazel. Well, now he's three, done. Well, I understand number three. I forget. Yamapar. First he does the ketorah. He shechs the par, does the ketorah. He, he brings the ketorah and the dam inside at the same time. No. No, he goes back out and gets the Dhamma Par. But that's not enough. Right, All right. right. He goes fine. Back down. Want, fine. So I can okay. say that. I'll just put it here. I'll just put it here. So they're like 3A. you got to draw the road in a ravine. Yes. Yes. That, this is not, this is not, not where it is. Over there. It's over there. All right. Fine. So we'll put it up to there. Okay. 3A. Get Dhamma Par. Okay. Fine. All right. All right. So yeah, the guy who's stirring, can he like chat with his buddies? Like, Possibly. To have I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't think he needs it. It's not an avoda. Okay, so now let's look at the Mishnah. 
So the entire the entire order of Yom Kippur, which has now been given an order, right? The Seder. If you put one, if you did one out of order, you didn't do it. You didn't do anything. So the one that we've done earlier, it's not like it makes everything afterwards bad. It makes everything afterwards considered also out of order. The only thing that's very important to underscore that's considered out of order is the one that bumped in the line, right? Do you understand? You could have said that that makes everything else also not good. It makes everything else out of order. But no, that's that is the one that bumped the order. That thing that you did early is no good. But then you, but then you just. Do it again in the right place. Correct. And you don't do everything else. Right? No, that's yeah. exactly my point. You only do that again. That is no good. You ignore it. It's like nothing happened, and you'll do it in the right sorry, place. But I thought it says by Yom Kippur so it seems yeah. everything has to be done in the correct no but it's a, it's a good point but it's conceptually how do you see it meaning if you conceptually that's what I'm underscoring you know Michael's saying well everything that comes after is also out of order came after this but once you say this is out of order and this didn't count so once it didn't count it makes it that nothing else was, was out of order because what you did was not the avoda was not the you know it's only out of order if you did an avoda uh, uh, that you know beforehand Okay, so the one you did earlier um, is no good. So let's say you did the blood of the goat before the blood of the ox. So the blood of the goat is was out of order. The par is fine. Okay, uh, but now and now do the seir again. Okay, after you do the blood of the par. Now, let's say you were sprinkling the, um, the, the blood inside, in the Kodesh Kedashim, okay? And you were, and then you, whoops, and you spilled it all, okay? So what do you have to do now? This is, not a, this is like a different issue. This isn't an out-of-order issue. This is a, I, 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 you know, it's sort of like, it's sort of like, I, it's sort of like you skip the bracha in Shimon You go back to where you stop. What do you do? You know, so here it's not out-of-order. It's like you got, you, you, it was interrupted. Where do you pick off when something is interrupted? So it says, so in that case, so, Yavi Dam Acher, bring other blood. Now, bring other blood does not mean you have other blood stored up. It means, shecht another cow, okay? That is a very good question. Why, if you're checking another cow, don't you now have to check another seer and get everything out back in order? Maybe you do, okay? So, Michael's being on, on the ball. But that's not the focus right now of the Mishnah. The Mishnah is just saying, where do you pick up from? Shecht another cow, shecht another cow, get some more blood. And pick up at the beginning, meaning if, even if you were one in six, go back to the, to the one. You know, go back to the beginning of that avodah. Um, if the avodah is interrupted and you needed another cow, go back to the beginning of the avodah. And similarly in the heichal, if you were doing, you know, you got to one in three on the parochet, and that got interrupted, get, get, shecht another cow, get more blood, and start with the one. But, here's the chiddish. What's the Chiddush? If my Heichal Avodah got interrupted, then one, 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 two, one, three. I don't have to go back and do the Kodesh Kadashim, right? You understand? You might say if you're getting new blood, you've got to do everything about the blood from the beginning. The Chiddush is, is that each of these three things are considered independent. So the only thing, the Kodesh Kadashim, the Parochet, and the Mizbeach. So the only thing that you ruined, as it were, was the one you were in the middle of. And that's the only one you have to go back. What you've done, you've done. That's sort of put away. You, you don't have to worry about that anymore. So if I totally forgot Torah. Wait a minute. Let's just finish. Okay. Also by the Mizbeach. If the blood spilled, you shecht another cow, you do the Mizbeach again, but you do not have to go back to the Kodesh Kadashim and the Parochet. 
Each one is independent, so when you do one, it's done, and you don't have to worry about going back to it. They say it's not even a problem to get blood of the cow, a new cow, and pick up in the middle. Right? You don't even have to pick up at the beginning. If you were one and three, shek the new cow and go on to one and four. Okay? So if you might remember, that was discussed like earlier in the Gemara as well, you know, because, uh, because it's, uh, it's not the same cow, you know, that the blood is sort of coming from, but that's the chilish that you can come in the middle. Michael, you had a question. Yeah, but let's say the Ketorah, which is somewhat of a Kapara, but not the same way as Dom. Yeah. I totally forgot the Ketorah. Yeah, the ketosis is part of this order. That's why no, I know. So, so, so that means, like this guy just totally forgot it. So I just go in, just wait, and then do I have to go back in and out again? Because like if you did, if you didn't do the ketosis and you went straight to the dom, and I finished all dom, then right. bring in the ketosis. Then, every, then, then everything that came before the ketosis is out of order and is no good. But I thought everything. It's everything is hiktim. No, the next thing the to do was the Torah and you skipped it entirely and you skipped it so meaning that everything now that you did is hikdim to the Torah but that's, a, that's that last position though. No, meaning like the first one is everything is this is not about out of order this is about being interrupted where do you pick up if you're interrupted right so if you skip the Torah and did other things conceptually what that means is all those other things are hikdim to the Torah you're doing them before you did the Ketos, which you should have done. So everything you're doing now, when, you know, if you... You've got to do everything all over again. Now, the thing that the Mishnah does not address, and it's particularly, you know, challenging because of the juxtaposition, is exactly this. One minute. I get that you're saying, once I'm done here, and, you know, if I mess something up here, I, I don't have to worry about this, I can just start again. But if I'm starting again here, I'm checking a new cow, mm-hmm. and that means if I'm checking a new cow, two, three, four, everything here is out of order, right? I'm checking a new cow, and I'm going straight to there. How does that work? Why isn't that like it's out of order? Now, that for the Chiddush might be, it's not totally a new cow. If you actually, you know, finish this, and that's being put aside, and, you know, even all the sort of order is being put aside. But let's look about the case that I spilled the blood in here. Okay, if I spilled the blood in here, I was up to number three, I spilled the, the blood of the par, I'm going to go back and check the par. And the other things in here are, are also out of order, right? I, because one, two, three, four, and five are all connected with the stuff that goes on inside. So if I spill the blood and have to go back to number one, how can I not have to bring another ketoret? How can I not have to shecht another seir? Okay, so the Gemara is going to ask that. But it's important, the first part of the Mishnah only mentions the out of order, the second part, the interruption. But when you're talking about interrupting and then going and shechting another cow, then you have to ask the order question as well. Okay, let's take a look at the Gemara. Tanu Rabbanas. All right, a rabbi start. Um, everything about Yom Kippur that's given an order. Now, what the question interestingly is also Amor al Seder. Amor by whom? Amor by the rabbis and the Mishnah when they describe the order? Or it might even mean just more black and white, Amor by the Psukim. Right? The Psukim are very, the Mishnah really very closely follow the Psukim, and the order is very clear in the Psukim. So everything that is given an order, the thing that if you did something early, the thing that you that jumped the line is does not count at all. Um, Amr Yehuda, When is this true that there is a that that if you go out of order, it didn't accomplish anything? Only the things that are done in the white garments inside. Now that's pretty much everything except for the Siyal Azazel. Except that Bifnim does not mean the Heichal. 
Bifnim means Kodesh production. So what Rabbi Yehuda says is the only place the order is critical is here. It's kind of the white garments on the inside. After that, say from six, seven, eight, and on, if you go, if you mess up the order, it does not make it invalid. It's not, you, it's not makay. The thing that you did out of order is fine. So if you went ahead here and I don't know you did the uh, top of the mizbeach before you did the kranot, right? That would be the fine according to Rabbi Yehuda. You can think you, you did, did out of order for doing it for the parochah. What? Or if you did on the parochah, you did the dam of the year before the dam hapar. Okay. The only thing that's makay. For him is the order inside of there. Um, um, okay. Um, Which is only two things. Uh, well, it's three: the Torah, the Dama and the Dama Seir. Okay. So okay. But then you wouldn't, you wouldn't have to you, you wouldn't have to even check another par. Then, right? If you did it out of order, you're fine. You're okay. Um, uh, except unless you were in the middle here, but yeah. out here wouldn't be an issue. Correct. Okay. Um, and the outside, which merely means in the Heichal, not in the Kodesh Kedoshim, but the evidence is okay if you go out of order. Reb Nechemi Omer, so Reb Nechemi says no. No, 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 no. The order is critical in everything that you wear, the white garments, meaning everything in the Kodesh Kedoshim and in the Azarah. I'm not Azarah, excuse me, and in the Heichal. Whether in the Kodesh Kedoshim or in the in the Heichal. Things you wear the, the golden garments on the outside for, which could be the Tamid, it could be the Musaf, or the specifically in terms of the special Korbanot for Yom Kippur, the Ayel, remember we for, for, remember Aaron brings an Ayel, there's an Ayel for the people, but the Psukim deal with it in very short order. You know, You know, so if you did those things out of order, that, Masha also also be the evidence okay. An interesting thing to ask about Rabbi Nehemia is what about the, uh, the vidui of this ir lazazel. That's big day lovan, but it's not just it's a, it's not the zifachutz. It's out in the azara. Okay, so he he contracted big day lovan beini b'stein beini b'chutz as opposed to big day zav. But it seems that the word mi b'chutz right includes uh, includes the azara because he says big day zav b'chutz. Yes, so b'chutz includes the azara because that's the big day zahav. So it would seem according to him that the Seir Azazel also is part of the order. Anything in the white Begadim, wherever you are, whether it's this Bifnim, whether it's this Pachutz, whether it's that Pachutz, which would be the Seir Azazel, all of those things, those really special Yom Kippur things, that's where Seder is Ma'akeh. But anything you're doing with Bifnim Zahav, there Seder is not Ma'akeh. Okay? Um, yeah, that's actually an interesting, a big toast with him about that. In general, whether the, whether the fact that the tummy has to come first makes possible, uh, you know, so you other you things. Bidi Evan might not. Bid, no, no, but what, what would happen, Bidi Evan? Okay, so that's the debate. Um, the They both learned it out from the same pasuk. Where do you get to learn, to say, A, that it's Ma'akev, and B, that it's by one thing or the other thing? So, this should be for you for an internal edict. Once in a year. So, the chukah means chok, order matters. Everything has to be exact. But the achat, right, seems to say somewhat <coughs> So, it's the unique aspects, the things that are achat pashana, that's where it's a chok. Right? The things that are special. So, what are the things that are special? Rabbi Yehuda Savar, Mogum Shemis Kaprimbo Pamachas Pashana. What is so special that this is only once in a year, is only once in a year do you do things inside the Kodesh Kadashim. 
Okay, so when it says this is a chukat alum to be done only once a year, once a year the Torah is underscoring what's done in the Kodesh Kadashim. That's what's so special. Okay, and therefore there, if you go out of order, it actually is a problem. You know, you're saying everything you've done is very special. I understand, which is what the Gemara says. No, anything that is unique. So the unique is either the Kodesh Kadashim, I'll grant you that, but what's also unique is other things are unique. The use of Big Day Zahav, of Big Day Lavan. So anything that's done with Big Day Lavan is what is Achas Bashana, what is unique, and that's where order matters. Okay, so now the Gemara says, Atu, one minute. Rabbi Yehuda Makum Ksiv? I don't get it. So Rabbi Yehuda says once. Once means the one special place. It doesn't say place. It says once. We should focus on, every, uh, on everything that's unique, which is everything that's done with the Big Day Lavan. So why, how does Reb Yehuda limit it to what's done in the Kodesh Kadashim? Now, a high new time at Reb Yehuda. This is the reasoning of Reb Yehuda. Ksiv Zos. It says, the Ha'ishtah Zos Lachem Luchukas Olam V'Ksiv Achas. So again, remember, Zos is limiting. Only this, not more. So the extra Zos makes it constricted even more. Achas, I would have said, like you, everything Big Day Lavan, okay, that's what's unique. But Zos makes it constricted even more and limits you to the Kodesh Kadashim. So one of them is to say, well, it should, the order should have been different. The first thing you exclude from the chok is the big day zahav. And then you have a zos, right? Because that I would have agreed. Fine, everything unique, everything in the white begadim. But then the zos comes and that says, no, even that is a small, even that is a smaller category. Only things that are super special, only the stuff that's done in the Kodesh Kodesh. I thought, production. I thought it, two, two things like the mind. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, except when we want to. Reb Nechemia says, I concede that there are two words, but I, one of them says this chok is only by, by the things that are special. If I have another word, zos, I'm not going to make that in a smaller category. That's special. Everything there, order matters. So what will Zod exclude? Zod will exclude one avoda done by the Big Day Lavan that their order does not matter. And which is the avoda? Shirayim. So the word is Shirayim of the blood here, the base of the Mizbeach, there, and you, if you went out of order with that, that is not going to be ma'akev because in general, we, you know, the assumption is is that shirayim is not an essential part we of the kapara. Did it a lot later. I so, did it earlier, otherwise it would be shirayim, right? What? I'm you, sorry? You mean, when did you do it? Means um, if you yeah, went ahead and you yeah, did, let's say you did the uh, let's say you did the vidoy has seir lazazel before the shirayim. So the fact that you bump the shirayim out of order right, does not prevent you, yeah, the fact that you did the shirayim yeah. later does not prevent something else from being valid okay um, fine um, by the way just to confuse you I'm concerned by the I'll mention this but anyway but what's not clear is we say if it's only by big day lovan or big day lovan that order matters what if one of the things is from the category that order matters and one of the things is from the category that order doesn't matter you know what I mean? Let's say you, you do the 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 El Ha'am and you interrupt one of the things in Big Day Lavan. Is that okay? It doesn't matter because that was just the Ayo. That's not a Big Day Lavan thing. Or does that matter because it interrupted the Big Day Lavan? Okay. It sounds here like it, what the fine. Or you could have the reverse. You had you, you went. You know you 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 started 
the Torah too early, you know, in the process of things that were being done, you know, so which determines, you know, the, the stuff that's being interrupted or the, the interrupt or the interrupter, okay, it sounds like what determines is the interruptee, because it's saying here, you haven't done the Shirayim, you interrupted it with something, not a problem, it's only the Shirayim. Okay, so but normally what defines the problem is that you've interrupted you've, you've interrupted things that are bezig de lava. Now I've totally confused you. Okay, anyway, the basic point is that Reb Nechemia says um, Reb Nechemia says everything that's achat pashana is special. Everything that's bezig de lava is special. If you interrupt them, it's invalid. The one exception is not to make that a smaller category, but it's to exclude shirayim. Since shirayim is not an essential part of kapara, if you interrupted shirayim, you, you you did something before Shirayim, that does not invalidate the thing that you did. Okay. So the Gemara says, um, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda would say back, Ina akvi ma'akvi, v'lo ma'akvi, v'lo ma'akvi. He would say, it sounds like a tautology. He says, no, I don't agree with you. If you're going to say that everything in Big Day Lavan is an issue, then it should include Shirayim. And if you're going to say Big Day Lavan, like I say, is not an issue outside of the Kodesh Kodashim, it doesn't include Shirayim. But basically, it's a way of saying, I don't see any reason to single out Shirayim. I see a reason to single out outside of the Kodesh Kodashim. But, if, but once you're including outside of the Kodesh Kodashim, I don't understand why you would make Shirayim any right, different. The criterion now, is the Big Day Lavan. Right. So then it should be... It should be part of that. It's big day love it. Now, of course, well, that seems a little strange because we can understand why it should be different. It should be different because Shirayim is not essential to the Kapara. So, so let's take... No, I won't say that. So that's... I mean, it's Shiare Kapara. It's a piece of the Kapara, but it's not essential. So the Gemara says, Kiritanya. So the Gemara is going to help us understand this. Okay? The Chiter... The Chilam Kapara the Kodesh. He will finish atoning for the Kodesh. Um, so what does that mean? So what do we learn from that? In Kiper Kila, if you have done your atonement, then you're done. Vim Lo Kiper Lo Kiva, and if you didn't do your atonement, you're not done. Viva Rabbi Akiva. That's what Rabbi Akiva says. Um, you're not done till you're done. Okay. <laughs> so when you did the atonement, then you're done. I'm a little Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda said back to him, Mitnei Malo Nomar. Why don't we say the opposite? In Kila Kiper, when you're done, that's when you did your atonement. Vim Lo Kiva. You didn't finish. Lo Kiper. You didn't do your atonement. So, what's the difference between those? One says, once you've done the atonement, you're done. And the other says, no, once you're done, then you've achieved the atonement. So, the says, so, um, because if you say the emphasis is when you're done, when you're, when you're good and done, that's when you've achieved the atonement. That means anything that is missing, you haven't accomplished anything. If you underscore when you're done, only when you're done, it means you have to have done everything and only then you achieve your atonement. So, the Amrina, and we say in the other Gemara, my Benayu, what difference does it mean if you say when you're done, you atone, or when you atone, you're done? Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yosho ben Levi. It's a debate of Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yosho ben Levi. There's really no difference. It's just like, which, you know, you know, how you read the pasta. But there's no practical difference to say when you're done, you've atoned, or when you've atoned, you're done. They're basically all saying the same thing. But it doesn't sound that way. So the Bukharama, the other says, no. If you say when you're done, that's when it works. And that, therefore, everything must be done. And that's to tell you, Shirayim Akvi Ika That the difference is exactly this point of the Shirayim. That even though normally we say that Shirayim are Loma Akev, if you don't pour the remnant blood at the base, the Korban is still good. Here, the Torah underscores Vichila. 
Only when you've done everything, then are you, have you atoned. So here, by, you know, by, by Yom Kippur, Shirayim is Ma'akev. Okay? So, that would be the exact, deba- that would be the debate. Rabbi Nechemia says, I think the order matters in everything in the Big Day Lavan, but not by the Shirayim, because I, even by Yom Kippur, treat the Shirayim as a lower category, as not as essential. And Rabbi Yudah says back, you have no right to treat the Shirayim as not essential. Shirayim by Yom Kippur is Ma'akev. And therefore, it's going to be, a pro- and according to you, you, should know, you have no basis for excluding it from this concern of order. So the Gemara says like this, Does Rabbi Yochanan really say this? Really say that this is the debate of Rabbi Yehud and Rabbi Nechemia, whether and it's the, the issue of Shirayim Akvi is part of the, their debate. Um Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan himself says, Tana Rabbi Nechemia, Kedivir Omer, Shirayim Akvi that our Mishnah, a Mishnah in Zvachim, I'll talk about the Mishnah in a minute, but we, let's not worry about the context there, but in Zvachim, in a discussion over there, Reb Yochanan says that Reb Nechemia holds that Shirayim is Ma'akev. Okay? So if Reb Nechemia himself holds that Shirayim is Ma'akev, how can he say that, by, it, that, that, that if you go out of order with Shirayim, it doesn't matter? All right, now again, I don't know if I've confused you, so let me repeat this. Okay? So according to Reb Yehuda, that Yehuda says this is the only thing where order matters. Okay, here's where here's where order matters. Only here. Okay, comes uh, comes Rebbe comes Rebbe Nechemia and Rebbe Nechemia says because this is Achafas another special place. Comes Rebbe Nechemia and Rebbe Nechemia says all of this and probably this year Lazazel we'll put it in there for a moment. We'll assume that that's also Bezikdei since it's also Bezikdei day Ravan. Okay, so, okay, and so that's Rebbe Nechemia. Nehemia says, here's where order matters. All, all of this, you know, one through eight, possibly also including this year Lazazo. Okay, so, but now where do they get it? Because you're excluding two things. So Rabbi Yehuda, first he excludes everything out here, the Zik Dezav, and then he excludes <coughs> it, and he's left with only here order matters. Rabbi Nehemia, he excludes the Zik Dezav. What's the other thing that Rabbi Nehemia excludes? He excludes what we didn't mention here, which is number nine. Shirayim, right after you did that, I don't know why we didn't put it in. That was the next thing in the Mishnah, the pouring of the Shirayim. So the one thing that Rebbe Yehuda excludes is the pouring of the Shirayim. There, if you bumped something, if you did one through eight and something else now interrupted that order, it's not a problem. All that was left is the Shirayim. That's not a problem for having gone out of order. Now, the reason is, presumably because Shirayim is not essential. Okay, mm-hmm. but we've got a problem, and we just taught this whole bright thing. Kila, keeper, and keeper, kila. That according to one way of reading the pesukim, you have to do everything on Yom Kippur, and in which would mean only kila is a keeper. Means on Yom Kippur, even the shirayim is essential. That's one read. But maybe Rebbe Nachani disagrees. Shirayim isn't essential, so order doesn't matter here. But in the end, the Gemara was left with a problem because Rebbe Yochanan says over in another sugya that Rebbe Nachani says shirayim is essential. Shirayim is makes. So if Rabbi Yehuda and Nechemia says Shirayim is Ma'akev, he can't be excluding, what is the other thing he's excluding? He's excluding big days of, but you can't be excluding Shirayim, because you, you, Rabbi Nechemia himself holds Shirayim is Ma'akev. So that is the Gemara's problem, and the Gemara just says, and the Gemara just ends with Tasha. All right, fine, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
but but anyway, but basically, what it basically boils down to, though, is Rabbi Yehuda says, here's where it's not okay, and Rabbi Nechemia says, everything here, maybe even including Spirla Gazel, is it not okay? Everything that's done by the Yerava, how about Shirayim? Is Shirayim part of that? Well, actually, it's a good thing you asked, because Shirayim, on your Kippur, there's a debate whether Shirayim is Ma'akev in general, even if you didn't do it. Meaning, on, not, on the rest of the year, Shirayim is not. But on Yom Kippur, because of Imkila, it could be that Shirayim is Ma'akev. And since Shirayim is Ma'akev, and, and therefore, would it also be an issue of going out of order? That depends on what you think about Shirayim on Yom Kippur, whether or not it's Ma'akev. Okay, Joe, you had a so question? Kippur, Kippur, what is Kafara depends upon? In Kippur, he would just I'm like, no, 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 no. But presumably, it just means the classic. If you say Shirayim Ikebenayu, then he just says in Kippur Kila. Once you've done the normal things that are essential to Kapara, which is the putting of the dam on, you know, the sprinkling of the blood, you know, then you're done. Even if you didn't do the Shirayim, where the other readers, no, no, no. First, you got to do everything here. Really, that, that that that's Shirayim Ikebenayu. Right, right. Shirayim Ikebenayu. Now, I will, I, in or, just to tell you one sentence about where Reb Nechemia is, uh, it, it, you know, where Reb Yochanan says that Reb Nechemia holds Shirayim is Ma'akev. Um, <coughs> it's a big toast because he tries to make sense of it. It's really, on, it's not in the context of Yom Kippur. There's a question about when you shecht an animal that's Kodesh outside of the base of Mikdash, you're chai for shchute chutz. Shechting cut him outside. Let's say you burn the limbs of an animal. You're also chai. You know, on an altar, you're also chai. What if you do the ritual of pouring shirayim on a base of your own little private altar outside the base of Mikdash? Is, are you chai for an avoda b'chutz? Is the is the shirayim oh, wow. is that an avoda b'chutz? Yeah, the Kohen left the base. Yeah, Kohen is czar, whatever. Blood yeah, exactly. And he poured it. Right. Right. Well, no, but you're obviously you're chayiv if you do zrika padam b'chutz. So, so Reb Dechemu says you're chayiv for shvichos shirayim, and the Gemara says, oh, Reb Yochanan says. Why, why, why would you be high for Shrikos Shirayim? I mean, it's normally not Makhev. You know, so therefore it's not an essential of uh, This proves that according to Rabbi Dechemia, Shirayim is Makhev. Now that's very problematic because that's not talking about Yom Kippur. That sounds like Rabbi Dechemia generally mm-hmm. says Shirayim is Makhev. So anyway, there's a lot of contradictory studios. The basic upshot of it is, of this long Tosa says, no. What Rabbi Yochanan is saying is that Rabbi Nechemia would never give weight to Shirayim during the rest of the year if there wasn't one time that Shirayim was Ma'akev. Since on, there's one time on Yom Kippur Shirayim is Ma'akev, that shows you the weight of this issue of Shrikos Shirayim, and that's why he's prepared to be Ma'akev you even if you do it out of the Beit HaMikdash. There's other things that are not Ma'akev that you are Chayv out of the Beit HaMikdash. The burning of the limbs, the burning of the Amurit, right? You're not, that's not Ma'akev, and you're Chayv if you do it out of the Beit HaMikdash. So the same is true according to Rabbi Nechemia by the Shirayim, but how do I know it has that weight? Shirayim seems to be a grade B of Odah. I know it has a weight because on Yom Kippur it's Ma'akev. Okay? So now we have been informed that all of this is Ma'akev if you don't do it. Shirayim is an interesting debate. Is it Ma'akev on Yom Kippur? And then this question of where does order matter? Here? Or order matters everything in terms of the big day lava? That's the myomic led this away, not the, something intrinsic about the Shirayim itself. Right, similar so, to the idea. It could be the Yachash type of idea, and all of this is only once in the year. Okay, let's read a little bit more, though we do have to end soon because it's Tuesday. Amir Rebbe Chanina. Torah Shechofna, Kodem Shechita Sochel Par, Lo Asa Let's say you did the scooping of the Torah before you shechted the par. So where does that come in? So actually... Shechted the par is all in the game. What? 
Right. So actually, we skipped. We went straight from the Shkita of Parcha to the Torah. But really, there's a 2A, which is Chafinak Torah. And then there's a 2B, which is Rakhrava Torah. So he says, what happens if you do the Chafinak Torah before Shkita Tapar? Okay? So you did that first. So the Gemara says, Kiman to look Rabbi Yehuda. That's not like Rabbi Yehuda. Because remember, Rabbi Yehuda says it only matters in the Kodesh Kedashim. Here you only went out of order and the stuff outside the Kodesh Kedashim. Okay? The Ik Rabbi Yehuda Hamar Kik Siva Chuka Bizvar Manasim Vigdei Labim Vifnim Lidach Siva. Rabbi Yehuda says it only matters in here to go out of order, not out here. So the Gemara says, Afilu Tema, thank you, Rabbi Yehuda, Tzorich Pnim Kipnim Dami. Things that are done for this also order matters. So where does order matter, therefore? On this as well. <laughs> right? Shchitos Apar, Chafin, and Shchitos Hasa'ir, right? All of this, right, is done for the sake of this. So actually, order matters from one through five and all of this. So the only debate, really, is this stuff. Okay, yeah, you with me? Mm-hmm. But since this is done for that, order matters. You know where else order doesn't matter, which I didn't even have by the Shrita Sapar? We have the Vidoy. Hapar, and Agrola, right? All of those things, right? Now, it's interesting, according to Rabbi Nechemia, with those things be Ma'akev, the order. Okay, but anyway, for him, the stuff you need to get inside, and that is Ma'akev, this is what is not Ma'akev. So we will pick up with that tomorrow.